Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be Luke chapter 2, verses 36 through 38. We're going to learn about Anna the prophetess. She and Simeon, who we talked about in yesterday's devotion, are considered by many to be the last prophets of the Messiah because their prophesying about the Messiah's coming extended right up to the time when the baby Jesus was presented in the temple. Let's check out verses 36 through 38. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. By the way, some translations or the Greek is a little ambiguous about this. Some people believe that she was a widow for 84 years after she was married for seven years, and she probably couldn't have been married before she was 14 or 16. So if you do the math on that, some believe that she was over 100 years old, or it might mean that she was 84 years old, including seven years of marriage before becoming a widow. If you don't know what it means to be part of the tribe of Asher, that goes way back to the Old Testament. The 12 sons of Jacob comprised 12 tribes. One of those sons is Asher, and that's kind of how the Jewish family is divided up. And that's kind of how the Jewish family is divided up and organized from the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the patriarchs. Continuing on in verse 37, she did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So right at the moment of Jesus' presentation at the temple, there's Simeon, who says the things that we covered in yesterday's devotion. And then there's Anna, another old woman who has been waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. In other words, waiting for the Messiah to come. The overarching theme that we can pick up from Anna's life is that she's a woman who was exceedingly devoted to God. And as I was reading this, and as I've heard her story before, there's been a little bit of a twinge of pity that I've had for Anna. She's this old woman. She was widowed at a young age after the love of her life died. We don't know that she had any children, so you could infer that she might be lonely. And all she did is hang out at the temple and worship and fast and pray. I'm embarrassed to admit that, but I look at that and I go, that just doesn't sound like a very fulfilling life. But on further reflection, shame on me. I think one of the things we can be challenged by from Anna's life, these three verses, is to reorient our thinking. If we truly believe that God is who he says he is, if we truly believe that the significance of Christ's coming is what we say it is, then is there any better life? Is there any more fulfilling life than one that is spent worshiping and fasting and praying? She must have had a very intimate relationship with the Lord. And I think that the other trappings of this life, whether they be long marriage or many children or a fast-paced career or lots of cool experiences, like those things compare to a deep, abiding, intimate relationship with God? Come on, man. Those of us who live in America, most of us who live in the West are very, very blessed with wealth and convenience and opportunity. But when you frame those things in the way that I just did by revealing my initial response to considering Anna's life, you almost wonder if those things we call blessings aren't curses. Now, I don't think they have to be curses, but if we do what I did and look at somebody like Anna and go, oh, that poor woman, it's too bad she didn't have more exciting life. 
too bad she didn't have more going on. It's too bad she wasn't surrounded by more people. When we think about Anna or people like Anna that way, despite the fact that it's clear that she had a very strong faith and despite the fact that it's clear that she had a strong faith in God and very likely a strong relationship with him, when we look at someone like that with pity instead of maybe with envy, when we think, oh man, I wish she could have had more of the experiences and more of the life that I have, instead of thinking, oh man, I wish I could have more of the experiences in the life that she has, then it maybe reveals to us where we're placing true value in our lives. And if it's misplaced on the trappings of life that are temporary and superficial, rather than on the one who is eternal and endlessly deep and completely fulfilling, then we ought to pause, acknowledge that before the Lord, and help us to orient our hearts toward that which truly brings meaning and purpose and life and fulfillment. Namely, a strong and ever-deepening relationship with our Creator. Of course, this relationship is only available through faith in Christ who gives us His righteousness and whose sacrifice we can count as the payment for our sin so that we can boldly approach God and confidently have a relationship with Him. And so let's pray toward that end. Heavenly Father, You have blessed us with many things in this life. I love my wife. I love my, I love the work that I get to be a part of. I love the experiences and good times that I get to have with family and friends. And I believe that you give those things to us for our enjoyment. But I have to admit that as I thought about Anna's story, I was kind of exposed for putting more value on those blessings that I just mentioned than on the greatest blessing, which it seems that Anna had a deep and abiding relationship with you. Will you help us to hold the things that you bless us with in this life loosely with an open hand? And will you orient our hearts toward you so that we will truly find our greatest meaning and greatest joy in knowing you, serving you, and growing in an ever more intimate relationship with you? I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.